Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to tell them the Bro Country podcast sent you in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome back to the Bro Country Podcast. My name is Joey, and as always, I am joined by... Hey man, it's Chris here. What's going on over there tonight, Joey? Not much, man. Just been cutting the grass, buying some Randall King tickets, enjoying this go. this weekday evening that we're recording on, man. What about yourself? Yep, absolutely, man. It's uh you know, this I'm looking at the I'm looking at our outline here and you know, it at first it didn't seem like there was much going on in country music this week, but there is a ton of stuff going on in country music. There really is, and we had kind of a quick turnaround because we're recording midweek this week, so this is actually Wednesday that we're recording. The episode will drop on Friday, of course, but yep. um, I, I didn't think we'd have much to talk about in the news out of Nashville, but then when I did some research, I'm like, all right, there's some stuff There's some stuff popping off in, out of Nashville this week. Yep, sure is. I think we should just go ahead and get into it, news out of Nashville time. The first thing I want to talk about is that new Thomas Rhett single, Country Again. Yeah, you're you're loving this, right? Dude, I'm loving it. I am loving it. I'm not gonna lie. It's the title track off the new double album, which we talked about that a little bit last week. But man, it back to his roots. It sounds like traditional Thomas Rhett, and I couldn't be more stoked for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was one of the ones that he had performed early on in quarantine acoustically, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a pretty stripped down for today's country. I mean, it's a pretty country sounding song. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't heard that yet, go check it out. And then Luke Bryan tested positive for COVID, so he had to sit out for American Idol. That was a, a fun fact because I saw this like clickbait article, and it was like, Paula Abdul to replace Luke Bryan on American Idol. And I was like, oh crap, is he done with it? And she's coming back after like 10 years away or something. But I guess it was just in his absence with having COVID. But Yeah, just, just a one-time <laughs> thing, I think. I was like, yeah, that clickbait article it made me made me click on it and read it. But, <laughs> That's right, it got you, it got you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, from what I heard or what I read, Luke's doing okay. No, uh, no real bad symptoms or anything like that. So that's great. Uh, Jimmy Allen was announced as best new male artist for the ACM Awards that are coming up on the 18th, and then Gabby Barrett was announced as best new female artist at the ACM Awards. Yep, we we got Gabby, but neither one of us got uh, got Jimmy. No, no, we I did well. We knew it could have went either way in that category, but I did not think Jimmy was going to get it. But good for them, man. Yep, absolutely. So that's awesome. And then Hardy just announced a show about, gosh, 25 minutes from my house in Franklin, Ohio. Yeah, they're, what is it, JD Legends? Yeah, they're, they're cranking out some scheduling for the summer. Yeah, they've got, I don't know, probably 10, 10 to 15 different shows on the schedule right now. Yeah, so if you're not too far from Ohio, Hardy's doing a show at JD Legends in Franklin, Ohio, June 11th. So that'll be pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Brad Paisley's doing a 2021 tour with Jimmy Allen and Cameron Marlowe. Yeah, I had not seen this. What'd you hear about it? I saw on uh, actually Jimmy's Instagram. He made a post about it, and he Are was they, like, "Something." Do you know like, if they're coming to Riverbend? I couldn't find any dates. I didn't even see anything on Brad's Instagram about it. 
So I hope I'm not delivering fake news here, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll report back to you on that. But so that should be pretty interesting. Cameron Marlowe, he's pretty good. Have you heard him much? Um, Yeah, he's. um, I heard him cover uh, early on. Was I think a a couple Luke songs, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I like it. I mean, I haven't I haven't dove deep into his music, but I, I I like his stuff. Yeah, his one that's really big right now is "Sober as a Drunk." That's a really good song. Uh, he, I follow him on Instagram and stuff, and he had made a post, and it was like he made Amazon's Hot New Country playlist or some, one of those really big playlists, and he he made a post. He was like, "Guess I don't have to go back to selling auto parts now." <laughs> he's, I think he's he's like twenty three, twenty four. He's young. He's a yeah. youngster. Yeah, he is pretty young, man. So good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Tim McGraw is dropping the Here on Earth Ultimate Edition on April 16th, which is when you guys will be hearing this episode. So by the time you hear this episode, that it will already have dropped. But that's pretty cool. Uh, wasn't Didn't really love the, the <laughs> Here on Earth album. It was okay, but it wasn't your traditional McGraw. So. Yeah, I agree. But have you heard the track that he released this week, God Moves the Pen? Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty traditional McGraw. That I mean, at is. this point, Tim Tim needs to. Uh, I mean, when when Tim does it right, it's about as good as you can get. But there, you know, he's he tries some different stuff, and it usually doesn't work very well. But when he when he does what Tim does best, it's hard, it's hard to beat. Oh yeah, what was that one track off the album, like Chevy in Space or something like that? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't I don't know if that's the exact title, but that was, I was like, what in the world is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. He definitely is not afraid to take risks. No, he's not. And he, he really never has been, honestly. Yeah. But good for him. He's dropping some new music. So if you're McGraw fans, go check that out. Clay Walker announced a new album that's dropping on July 30th. 10 tracks. It's yeah. going to be titled Texas to Tennessee. And he co-wrote on all of the, all ten of the tracks. He's got a radio single right now that's in the top sixty. It's the first song that he's had on radio uh, actually reach the reach the chart in like nine or ten years. Um, but gotta love some Clay Walker. Oh yeah, that's uh, need a bar sometimes, right? That's yep. the one you're talking about. It's, yep, so good. That is a good one, man. He's actually like crushing the social media game too. I don't know if you really? ever see his TikToks or anything, but he's got a huge following over there. I mean, people blow his stuff up, and like you see people tagging him and stuff on TikTok all the time, and he responds to the fans, and I'm like, he's really working that TikTok algorithm. That's cool, man. Speaking of TikTok, go follow us at Bro Country Pod. We, we, right. we post some fun stuff on there, but not as, we're not as cool as Clay Walker. So. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. We're, we'll, we'll get there one day, right? That's right. But uh, yeah, that, and then kind of the real big news that came out was Morgan Wallen made a statement. Yep. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, Just to summarize, he posted on his social media, it was like four pictures, and it was like a handwritten letter to his fans, uh, basically just saying, thank you for staying in my corner when my corner hasn't been the easiest to stand in. Uh, I'm still working on myself. I've done a lot of reflecting the last couple months. And I still need to do some reflecting to grow as a person. Uh, so he's not doing any summer shows, and he's not going to be on the Luke Bryan tour this summer. Oof. So that is a huge bummer it for is. people that bought tickets, especially for people that bought tickets just to see Morgan. Yeah. Oof. Because I almost bought tickets a few months before all the before everything went crazy with uh, what all he's going through right now, and the resale tickets on StubHub were like. 
Dude, it was going to be like $600, I think, for two lawn oh, yeah. seats. And I was like, yeah, no I, way. I mean, I, I checked earlier today and they were, I mean, they were still, you know, I'm sure they're going to, they're going to drop quick, but um, they were still high as of today. You know, I mean, if the tour goes on, Luke is going to have to find another opener. So, I mean, mm. it's going to be interesting to see, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of upset people about that, I'm sure. But uh, he did kind of end it on, you know, you'll, I'll be back sooner than later and I'll give you guys the shows you deserve and thank the fans for uh, really pumping up the Dangerous album and just kind of talked about the record that it hit and all that good stuff. So yeah, uh, good for him. He's, he's reflecting as a person. Sounds like he's working on himself and I couldn't be happier for Morgan because that's what, you know, that's what we all want to strive for is growing as a person and uh, hopefully he can come back stronger from all this and keep cranking out some good music. Yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, so that's all the news I got, man. You had some stuff you want to talk about as far as some of the ACM performances that were announced in the charts. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? Yeah, I mean, the uh, list came out for the uh, ACM performances, and I think they're doing it similar to the how they did it last year. I think they're using the Bluebird, the Ryman, and the Opry, all three again. And uh, this week is a huge week in country music. You got Eric with new music coming out, coming up. You got Thomas Rhett with new music coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got Alan Jackson with new music coming out. So they've got, um, you know, Alan's going to perform. And, uh, you know, they usually bring a couple legacy acts like that back. And Alan, I mean, it's you can't get any better than Alan Jackson. So um, <laughs> that, the three new tracks are incredible that Alan came out uh, with last week. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Eric's going to perform. You know, Eric, as you and I have talked a lot, has released a ton of music from this. But the mm-hmm. song that Eric is going to perform, Bunch of Nothing. I haven't heard it. You know, and, and Luke is going to perform Forever After All. I mean, it's it's flying up the, the charts, obviously. Um, it's I mean, there's just there's always some really good performances. Kelsey and uh, Kenny are going to perform Half of My Hometown, which that might be one of my two or three favorite singles at radio right now. So I'm, I'm super excited for, for that performance. Yeah, man, that'll be interesting to see. It's always good to see these people, you know, on these award shows and the performances you get to see. And I'll uh, give these award shows some slack since Eric won a CMA for Entertainer right. of the Year. So that's right. <laughs> I was anti-award show until oh, then. So. And um, Stapleton is going to perform Maggie's song, which is a that's about that's a tearjerker, especially for any any animal lover, or any dog lover. I was going to say anybody that owns a dog, you might just want to like take a bathroom break during that part. <laughs> for- for sure, man. <laughs> good it's song, rough. though. It is good, a good song. <laughs> good storytelling song, man. That's what Stapleton does best. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, what did the charts look like this past week? Any any updates since we last recorded, really? Um, well, I mean, the the number one song on radio is the Good Ones by Gabby. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've talked we've talked a lot about Gabby, and she's going to perform the Good Ones at the ACMs, and she's already won Best New Female Artist. So, you know, she's. Um, Wherever she goes next, I'm I'm curious to see what the what the next single is going to be because these I mean to come out of the gate with these singles is is pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, we've talked about Gabby a lot, but she's crushing it, man. That the, the industry is behind her, and I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, I think I said that last week, but yeah. she, you know, I've been following her for a while, and it's cool to see a, the career of these people flourish right before your eyes and see what happens next. So couldn't be happier for Gabby Barrett. Absolutely, man. But yeah, I guess we can go ahead and tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about tonight. We actually have a special guest coming on for an interview. He is an up-and-coming country artist and songwriter, so we'll go ahead and bring him on the show, and we will be right back with you guys in just a moment. (music) 
welcome back to the Bro Country Podcast. We are now joined by our guest tonight, who is a singer-songwriter out of Solvang, California. Throughout high school, he performed at weddings, bars, restaurants, and wineries. He then attended UCLA, where he was a walk-on football player for the Bruins. He graduated in 2019 and moved to Nashville, Tennessee in 2020. Guys, our guest tonight is Bear Riddell. Hey, Bear, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely a pleasure. So, uh, Chris and I, you know, we've been listening to your tracks you've got uploaded on all the streaming platforms, man. We're huge fans. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I got a couple tracks on Spotify. Just a couple. I took down everything else, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, and you've got a bunch of covers and songs on your social media we've been checking out, too. So, we, we've been trying to keep up with you, so that's awesome, but... Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, man. So, tell us your story, man. How did you start playing music? What made you want to pursue a career in country music? Uh, I've always been musical as a kid. I started out when I was about six, you know in different plays. I was very theatrical as a kid, did all the different talent shows. Um, and then I just kind of branched out and started playing cover songs that, and you know, people started tipping me for that. And I was like, wow, I can actually make money playing cover songs and other people's songs. And so throughout high school, I did that to just make, you know, whatever money I spent on food and beer, whatever I was buying. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then I'm, you know, in college, I just did private events where I'd play for weddings and, wineries and birthday parties and backyards and I'd, you know i'd bring my whole pa system to some like six-year-old birthday party in the backyard uh <laughs> just to make like whatever 100 bucks or something um and then you know halfway through that i was like you know i really really been listening to a lot of country music and my parents raised me on country music and um i, I love storytelling and songwriting so i started to do that and um you know, i knew halfway through college i wanted to move to nashville and pursue some kind of career and get better at it kind of hone my craft and um, that's what I'm doing now. That's awesome, man. So how was it playing football, playing music and going to school? How was it? How crazy was it trying to juggle all that? You know, I mean, it was super hard to juggle all of it, especially because, you know, I was I was a walk on football player at UCLA. And that was like, I don't know, it was really eye opening because I was the smallest dude on the team. I was like Rudy. So, you know, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was getting I was getting pounded like every play, you know, just like <laughs> into the dirt, just like. <laughs> whatever so i'm like you know i don't have a feature in this I'm, I'm gonna like i'm gonna pursue something else and uh so i mean i've always been passionate about football and, and school and and uh music but i knew i like music's always been there since i was i was a kid so i, I decided to just focus on one thing and um you know i decided to move to music city and just focus had, on that the whole time bear had you had you ever been to nashville before you moved to nashville <laughs> Nope. Oh, <laughs> That's man. That's awesome. <laughs> from, Cali from California to Nashville. I bet just, that was a, blind. a wild trip. It was a wild trip. I, I did one uh, family trip like six months. I already like committed to like I'm moving there, but I didn't, I've never moved there. I just knew that I wanted to go there and spend time there. But we did like one family trip like two or three months before I moved there. Oh, and, uh, and it was like crazy, you know, going on Broadway. And I was like, I'm in love with the city. And then yeah. I moved to town and then. You know, the whole world shuts down, oh, and then there's man. like a tornado and, and like yeah, when, crazy. When, when stuff did you happened. move to town? Uh, January first of 2020. So I had like two oh, months my of goodness. kind of normalcy, and then tornado hit, and then COVID hit, and then we had the riots, and then we had the bombings, and just protest. It was just crazy, man. It's just a crazy year in general. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure has been, hasn't it? Gosh, yeah. yeah. So tell us, who are some of your biggest musical influences? Uh, so. I started out listening to Ed Sheeran and John Mayer. I was I was kind of more like singer songwriter stuff, um, and then uh, 
you know, now I, I really like Luke Combs right now and Eric Church, Chris Stapleton. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really into songwriting, so, but my all-time favorite is definitely Tom Petty. Nice. Uh, I saw go. his last concert in the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Bowl a week before he died. Oh, um, oh wow, so That's awesome. Undeniably is my favorite artist. Uh, I just have a lot of respect for him. But, you know, going into my, my song, I obviously – Two of my favorites are Johnny Cash and Eric Church, and uh, you know those two are probably my favorite right now. Just you know, as in country music, they they're you know Johnny Cash is a legend, but Eric Church is kind of a newer legend for younger people. So, just kind of a, a side note: what's the Hollywood Bowl like as a venue? Uh, it's amazing. It's it's probably one of my dream venues to play at. I have it above my bed. Um, I have like a poster of it just because I saw his last concert there and. I saw my first concert there and uh, or my first concert I ever saw as a kid was Jason Mraz at the Hollywood Bowl. So it, nice. I have a lot of like like meaning to that whole uh, that venue and, you know, seeing yeah. Tom Petty there a week before he died. It just I kind of it's a meaningful uh, place for me to be. But it's so cool just right there on that hill. And, you know, I just there's like a cross on the hill. It's kind of cool. I just love everything about that venue. That's awesome, yeah, I was, man. I was gonna say, Joe, Joey and I have probably been to you know five hundred concerts between us, but I, we've never we've never been there. That, no, so that's yeah. a that's that's pretty awesome. It's on yeah. the bucket list, though. I definitely want to see a show there. Yeah, but it's funny you say the you made a statement that Eric Church is kind of like a newer legend because you know you've got your current single Church and Cash, and then you've got Thomas Rhett who just dropped his current single Country Again references Eric Church. Morgan Wallen's got a song on his double album. I think it's eight six five or one of those. One of, I can't remember the exact song, but he yes, references it. Yeah, he references phone face down, church up loud. I'm like, it's so cool seeing all these <laughs> newer generational artists just referencing Chief because uh, Chris and I are just and our listeners are probably tired of us talking about it, but we love Eric Church. He's probably like our top two, top three guys. So um, it's just really cool to see that happening. He's phenomenal. I, you know, his lyrics and I, the thing about him that I love is he can be commercial and, and appeal to like radio audiences, but also have the most profound lyrics in anything he writes. And everything he writes about is just amazing. He's just a writer too, but he's also an artist. You know, like it's, he, I can, I can go on and on about him. I, I honestly listen to him more than anyone right now. So. Yeah. Especially yeah. with that new uh, triple album about to drop. I know this Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh, white vinyls shipped yesterday, so I'm stoked. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's but, awesome. But yeah, man. So let's talk a little bit about the current single. Uh, as I mentioned, it's Church and Cash. To the listeners, if you guys haven't heard it yet, go check it out. It's awesome. It is an awesome song. Uh, what was the creative process like when you wrote that song? Uh, it started out as kind of a cheesy song. I had the lyric you know, a whole lot of church and a little bit of cash. And I wrote it maybe 15 different times, started off as like this hard rock song. And, you know, I, I, I thought it was kind of cool, but it was really cheesy and I didn't have any song titles and it. it was just referencing a little bit of Eric church, a little bit of Johnny cash. And, uh, I met this writer from California who recently moved to Nashville around, uh, July of last year. And his name's Stephen Ray. And, uh, I showed him like my idea and he's like, you know, we should make this a little more of like a, thoughtful song like you know with simpler chords and you know the lyrics that kind of stand, stand out because you know that's what eric church does you know you can hear all his lyrics and they're very thought out it's not some like rock ballad you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so we started just messing around with the ideas like what if we put a bunch of like song titles 
with Eric Church and also Johnny Cash and told a story. And we just kind of wrote the lyrics out of that chorus. And it started out as kind of a joke. And then consistent, like after that, like it consistently was like, oh, this is actually kind of just kind of working out. It sounds kind of good. It's catchy and it could, it could actually work. And then uh, we, we probably wrote the song in about an hour. Um, and then, you know, we kind of sat on a couple of days and we're like, man, this actually sounds pretty good. We should record it. And uh, a buddy of mine uh, reached out to me on, because I posted some kind of Instagram post of me playing the song after I wrote it. And uh, some guy uh, messaged me saying, hey, you know, I really like that song. I'd love to pay for you to do a studio recording of that. And so oh, wow, I was lucky awesome. enough. Yeah, that's I know. Like, it was just amazing for someone to do that. And um, I was fortunate enough to record in, uh, it's called uh, Omni. I think it's called Omni Studios. It's on. It's in Midtown. Mm-hmm. you know, right next to red door, uh, red door. But you know, yeah, I walked into that studio super naive and I've never, you know, I'm in the midst of COVID. So I haven't met any Nashville, like recording, uh, musicians or anything. So I was like going and thinking like, I don't even know what to expect. And, and I li- literally just wrote this song. So, um, and when I got in there, there was world-class musicians with my whole song charted out and they played the song better than I even wrote it. Like in- instrumentally, I like, I was like, Oh wow. Like we got a, piano player we got a guitarist and a drummer that knows the song better than i do right now and uh anyway was, we probably recorded in an hour and then i did i cut vocals another day and uh and then he sent it back to me and you know i'm, I'm super happy with how it turned out that's awesome man yeah that is fantastic so i know yeah. you mentioned that you had uh you know referenced some johnny cash eric church song titles and you know obviously the listeners that have heard that song know that but how many references are there in total? Do you know? There's 17 uh, song titles. And I think oh, there's, wow. uh, I think there's more Eric Church songs than uh, Johnny Cash, to be exact. I'm trying to think of how many. But uh, yeah, I'd have to count through it again. I just know there's 17 <laughs> total. I, I tried to keep track, man, but I lost count. I was like, one, two, three. <laughs> now, okay. now we're gonna have to go back and try to find all 17. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For sure, that makes it fun though, but. Awesome, man. So speaking of the the single, we've talked about it enough. Let's go ahead and play it for the listeners and let them get a little taste of what this song's about. Cool. Thanks. You call me a highwayman Said I was traveling faster than those cars at Talladega So you took off and called it a breaker Said God's gonna cut me down But I thought that he'd come around If I prayed and paid it all back Guess I need a little church and cash We were walking that line at a ring of fire burning Heard real bad every Sunday Coming downtown, never getting tired of that round bus. Play springs seen on the jukebox. Since you left, all I got is a drink in my hand and a memory of you creeping in my head. On the knee by the time I close my tail, a whole lot of church and a little bit of care. Yeah. 
right, guys, and there you have it. That's a little clip of Church and Cash by Bear Riddell. Go check that song out. It's streaming on Spotify and I believe all major streaming platforms, right, Bear? Yes, yeah, everything. Awesome. That's cool, man. Obviously, you're just getting started. you got everything ahead of you. But so far, what do you think your favorite musical moment of what you've been doing so far? What sticks out to you? My favorite moment has definitely been when I played at the Bluebird. Uh, a writer in town uh, named Marv Green, who's written some of my favorite country songs, uh, you know, including Eric Church and George Strait. Uh, his name's Marv Green. He invited me to play at the Bluebird, um, and I opened for him and uh, Leslie Satcher and uh, Tony Arada, who wrote the dance for Garth. Oh Brooks. man, yeah, and, that's uh, a that's a legendary name right there. A legend name, mm-hmm. and you know, my my that that name means a lot to me, and that song means a lot to me because my parents. Uh, love Garth Brooks and they love that song. So they showed that to me when I was growing up. And, you know, I've always been a huge fan of the dance. And that's been like one of my favorite songs. And uh, anyway, uh, I, I played my song and I, you know, had my, my guitar, I played Church and Cash. And then I sat down and watched the rest of the show. And before Tony Arada plays the dance, his guitar broke, like literally the neck kind of snapped and he got all like heartbroken and he's just kind of feeling bad. And he looked around and he's like, Hey bear, can I borrow your guitar? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, I've never met this guy at all, and you know he's kind of a celebrity to me. And I'm just kind of sitting there, like, "Yeah, for sure, do you even borrow my childhood guitar?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hand it to him, and uh, he tunes it up a little bit, and then he proceeds to play the dance in the Bluebird. You know, that's where Garth Brooks first heard it yep. on my childhood guitar, and I'm just kind of sitting there, like a little teary-eyed. I'm like, "Like, where am I right now? This is so cool." <laughs> and uh, anyway, he at the end of it, like he played it amazingly, obviously. Um, but at the end of it, it's just like, wow, that was, you know, it's a really nice guitar. And uh, he told me afterwards the show, it's like, you have a huge future in this town. And, you know, those words mean a lot from him. And uh, that's definitely been the, the coolest moment of Nashville in my whole musical career, just hearing that from him and um, all the meaning behind it with my family and my, my parents who showed me that song and how much that song means to me. Just playing on that guitar is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That's something you'll, you'll never forget, man. That's so cool. Never. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is great. But I know you, we kind of already touched on this because you you know you just moved to Nashville last year when the world went absolutely crazy. So yeah. <laughs> how how do you get creative, man, to kind of put yourself out there to put your m- new music out there during the pandemic and everything else going on? Uh, I, I always try to write. I'm always playing on uh, Broadway to, just to make money right now. But in the in the other time, I'm always writing something. You know, it might not be very good, but. Um, you know, there's a Ed Sheeran quote that I watched a bunch of his documentaries and he said that, you know, a lot of it's, uh, you got to get rid of all the, the dirty water. Songwriting is like a uh, faucet and you got to get rid of all the dirty water coming out and then you start, you know, clean water comes out. So I think I've written like hundreds of songs, quote unquote, but there's only like a couple that I think I actually share with people um, um, that are actually like, I would say decent or good or like, you know, but I've, I've written really cliche stuff and you know, I, I, but I moved to Nashville to get better at it, and I want to be around people that know what they're doing. And so that's, uh, you know, I've, I've just been uh, trying to stay creative as much as possible, if you want to call it creative. <laughs> yeah, most Absolutely, definitely, man. What's your? Uh, you said you you're playing on Broadway. What's uh, what are some of the bars there that that, that you get to play in? Uh, I started out with the Tootsie Circuit, which includes Rippies, uh, Honky Tonk Central, and Kid Rocks. Uh, but right now I'm playing at Jason Aldean's Florida Georgia Line and Luke Bryant's great venues and really lucky I can, you know, make money doing it. Uh, get to play with one of my best friends too and just do a bunch of cover songs that we like. So it's awesome. Heck yeah. I was just in Nashville last month. I actually, I didn't tell you this. I live in Ohio, man. And my wife and I went down to Nashville oh. and 
I went to Luke's 32 Bridge, and we saw some up-and-coming artists, man. That is a great venue, truly. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, we, we went to Aldine's last year when we went to, or is that last year? Gosh, the, the world is so crazy, and time runs together for me, but I think it was right. last year that we, or the year before, we went to Aldine's, and that's another solid venue, too, so that's awesome. So we've talked about your musical career, right? So what are some things other than music that you like to do for fun? Uh, you know, I, I love, uh, I love, uh, movies. I love, uh, going to bars. I'm, I'm big into like draft beers and, and going to bars with my friends right now. Like nice. there's a lot of places around Nashville I go to. And, um, yeah, obviously live music's my favorite thing. Uh, I'm really into football. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Um, nice. you know, I, I don't play it anymore, but I try to, you know, I, I watch it every Sunday and I watch college football too. Uh, sweet. You know that that's that's pretty much it. I I'm pretty simple. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Who are your teams? Uh, def, um, for college, uh, UCLA because I went there, and then um, for the uh, I'm a Vikings fan, Minnesota Vikings for pro. Yeah, I was gonna ask your college team, but then I was like, it's probably pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we've had but... some rough we've had some rough seasons, but uh, I got not in well. basketball this year though. I know that was crazy. That was it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. So what position did you play in football? Uh, in high school, I actually have a funny story about this. In high school, I was a quarterback, and you know, I was I was all right. My my brother's uh, a quarterback. And he's in high school. Uh, he's way better than I ever was. But uh, um, I, you know, I, I was a quarterback at UCLA, probably like fifth or sixth string, and <laughs> day one there. My first day at practice, I, uh, you know, that's when Josh Rosen was on the team. He's a starting quarterback. I uh, mm-hmm. snapped it to Rosen and I, because I thought he said hike, and I hit him in the face. And so, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, right. The coach, Coach Mora, demoted me to linebacker. He's like, go to linebacker. So <laughs> I ran over to linebacker, and my whole world just changed, you know, because mm-hmm. I was wearing a yellow jersey as quarterback, just never getting hit and, you know, just doing high knees and then, you know, throwing the ball around for a couple hours and studying the playbook to, you know, literally being a tackling dummy for four hours every day. <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah, a huge crazy. difference. I mean, I, I played football growing up just through high school, nothing, no collegiate sports or anything, but that's a, that's a very uh, big change to go from quarterback to linebacker. Yeah. I couldn't imagine at that level. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a funny story, but cool, man. Uh, so, you know, you moved to Nashville, you're chasing this career in country music. Tell us, what would you be doing if you weren't pursuing this dream of being a country star? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm realistic with everything. I obviously have my dreams, and my passion is to be the guy on stage singing the songs I wrote. But in at whatever capacity, I know that music's definitely what I want to do in life, whether it's, you know, writing it or, you know, I don't know, composing it or managing an artist. Like, I just know that I'm passionate about it. I find myself surrounded by it. And I know that I'm never moving away from Nashville. It's my home. So um, that's literally, I know music's definitely my career in whatever capacity, but I really do think I have some kind of chance with, you know, I might not be the guy selling out the bridge still, but I, you know, I do think I can make a living off music and I'll be happy and content with my life. Whatever. I already think, you know, I've exceeded so many more of like, I never thought I'd be this far in life making it, you know, making money. So I'm just, you know, everything, every step forward is just another uh, blessing and I'm fortunate to be there. That's, yeah. that's an awesome attitude, man. But, yeah. I was going to say that too, man. 
I mean, you look at like the the artist that you mentioned is your favorite. I mean, you look at somebody like Stapleton. I mean, Stapleton was thirty seven years old before he played the Bridgestone, and you yeah, know, you got you got Church that moved to town to just be a writer, and then somehow all the stars aligned, and he ends up as the Eric Church we know now. I mean, crazy things happen. You just have to you just have to keep going. For sure, I agree yeah. with that. Just keep grinding, man. You've got the right attitude and the right mindset. We, we both yeah, know sure. big things are coming your way, man. There's no doubt about that. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. So, you know, you got the single. What What's next music-wise for you, man? You got any projects coming up or any music that you can tell us about that's coming out soon? Uh, I'll probably release new music in the fall, I think. Right now, I'm still focusing on my uh, – I kind of want to hold on to this Church of Cash for a couple more months. I think I'm going to put out a music video pretty soon um, that might give it a little more – traction um i I just want to like do it right and give both both artists uh credit you know it's a it's a play on words and it's it's a it's a breakup song and um the whole meaning is like you know you're drinking away your breakup and at the end of the day you need forgiveness to uh 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 you know for your your heartbreak and you know the fact that you've been drinking a lot and you you need to pay the tab with the cash but it's subtly referencing like how music is always there to help you through any situation. And I mean, it's kind of a deeper level to it, you know, if you're just listening to it for the first time, but um, that that's what mean that's what it means to me. And uh, those two artists have helped me through everything, especially Eric Church and, you know, Record Year, whatever breakup I've gone through, that, that song means so much to me. And it's just, it, it's helped me so much. Like I've, I have so much more uh, of an appreciation and love for music because of any kind of heartbreak that I've had, where it's like, I love the line where he's like, uh, if you find your way back, I owe you a beer for my record mm-hmm. year, you know, yeah. you know, it's like, that's kind of how I feel about it too. So, uh, I think I should just hold on to this single for a couple more, I don't know, a couple more months. I, I just think it just deserves a little more exposure because I really believe in it. And, um, if not, I got, I got, I got so many songs recorded. I just don't know when to release them. I just, I kind of want to be, uh, I want quality over, uh, uh, quantity. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to just put out songs that people aren't really listening to. I really think Church and Cash deserves the credit and more exposure. So, yeah, most of, I 100% agree with you. I think it's a great song, and I, I think it definitely has a huge potential to take off for you, man. I, I can't wait to see it happen. No, well, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that's all the questions really got, man. You got any final words for any of your fans that are tuning in tonight, or any of our listeners from the show that might come check your music out or hit you up on social media? Uh, yeah, uh, I thank you guys for having me. I appreciate anyone that tuned in. Um, I play regularly Wednesday through Sunday on Broadway. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you can come to one of my shows. Uh, I play predominantly just cover songs, but I'll throw in a couple of originals every now and then. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to COVID being over and start playing some shows where I'm actually playing a little more originals than covers. Uh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Well, guys, go check him out on social media. His Instagram and TikTok is at Bear Riddell. Uh, make sure you go give him a follow. Hit him up. Say hey. Let him know what you think of the music. While you're at it, you can check our social media out. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that good stuff. Just search Bro Country Pod. You'll find us everywhere. Um, as well as we are streaming on all major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. We're out there, so go check us out. Um, but, yeah, Bear, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been a real pleasure yeah, getting thanks. to we appreciate chat it. with you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, we'll have to have you. We'll have to circle back around here once uh, things take off for you, and we can uh, kick back and chat about where you're at now. So that'll be I, that'll be cool to see. That. Yeah, I would love that. 
Absolutely, man. So thanks again, man, for coming on. Guys, as always, keep a country and take care of each other. You call me a highway man. Said I was traveling faster than those cars at Talladega. So you took off and called it a breaker. Said God's gonna cut me down. But I thought that he'd come around if I prayed and paid it all back. Guess I need a little church and cash. We were walking that line at a ring of fire burning. Heard a real bad every Sunday. Coming downtown, never getting tired of that round bus. Play Springsteen on the jukebox. Set your left on a guide, is a drink in my hand. And a memory of you creeping in my head. On the knee by the time I close my tail. A whole lot of church and a little bit of chaos. Chaos. A whole lot of church. Prisoner and Folsom Try to break free out of these bars Yeah, girl, it's been hell on the heart We were walking that line at a ring of fire burning Hurting real bad every Sunday morning Coming downtown, never getting tired of that running bus Playing Springsteen on the jukebox Set your left on a guide, is a drink in my hand And a memory of you creeping in my head On the knee by the time I close my tab A whole lot of church and a little bit of cash I'm just a man in black